Hey family, how are you? I pray all is well in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and you. That's right. He is your God too. And what a mighty God we serve. So family, I am so stirred today. Um, We did a devotional today that got me just like really stirred in the spirit. And I'm so excited to just come on and share this devotional with you because I believe it is a timely word. I believe that it is a word that would get many of us stirred in the spirit and get us excited about hearing the voice of God and receiving the voice of the Lord and getting that word that we can begin to move in action. So the devotional was titled, He Preached and It Stood Firm, and it was coming out of Psalms 33. So I'm going to read a little bit of the devotional, and then I'm going to give you my take on how this devotional blessed me. Okay, so let's begin. It starts by saying the first thing we say about God in both the epistles and the Nicene Creed is that God is almighty. I believe in God, the father almighty. Almighty is not so much an attribute as part of God's name. After all, If your God is not almighty, you better find you one that is or you are wasting your time. When I pray, I want to contact the God that can actually do something. But of course, there is a reason we say we believe in almighty God. Since reason and every fiber of our being fight against this truth of God's almighty power. We want God to be pretty mighty. But to leave enough room in the universe for humans to have a space where we are perhaps not mighty, but at least have enough power to affect our fate in the end. This dream seems to help us fend off the fear that God does everything by divine necessity and leaves nothing to our human wills. By then, we are overcome by the fact that we cannot do anything but fail. We are unfaithful to God. We are weak and we are forever at loose ends. But almighty God, referring to his omnipotence of power. But when sinners think of power, they can only imagine power in the terms of order, structure and the beauty of the law. Does someone have the withdrawal not merely to think about something, but to act, not just to talk the talk, but to walk the walk? In fact, thinking this way considers that spoken words are the least powerful thing on this earth, right? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words could never hurt me. But unlike creatures, God's power is actually in his word. One of the most difficult and frightening cases of God's powerful word is in the scripture where it says God hardens Pharaoh's heart. See Exodus 9.12. Recognizing that God hardened Pharaoh's heart, but God does everything in the universe by his eternal word. To show how important this is to the preaching of the gospel, we turn to Psalms 33. For he spoke it and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. Even the powerful King David had to command someone to do something and then wait to see if it would happen. Who knows? It depends upon the will of the servant. But David was finally made sure by the time of the 33rd Psalms that God had only to speak to him even once and instantly everything was already done. 
and it had happened to him that way through his preacher Nathan. God's all-working, almighty power is done purely by speaking, and it travels at the speed of sound. I'm going to pause right here because it is this part that blessed me. God's all-working, almighty power is done purely by speaking, and it travels at the speed of sound. Family, this is, this is amazing. How powerful is the word of God? When I think of the definition of almighty, and I'm pretty sure many of us know the definition, but for the sake of this podcast, I'm going to share it with you. It means having complete power, very great and enormous, a name and the title for God, almighty God, that when he speaks, he speaks with authority, he speaks with power that travels at the speed of light. In the beginning of the devotional, it was saying how sticks and stones may break my bones, but words would never hurt me. We all know that that is a lie. The Bible says that there's power of life and death in the tongue. You can use your words to bless someone or you could use your words to curse someone, which leave us to believe that words can hurt you. And we must be careful with the words that we speak. To know that we can't count on the word of many people. People promises us things from A to Z, from a, a parent to a lover to a job opportunity, a relationship. We're promised many things. We're given words on top of words, but can they come true to the word? Can they follow up with that word? And 99% of the time, we have some cases where people are true to their word and their word is their bond. But many of us have experienced when that word falls short and the promises are not kept. Therefore, we find ourselves hurt, feeling wounded, disappointed. But when it comes to the word of God, a word that will never return unto God void, a word that is sent forth with an assignment, a word that is sent with purpose. I believe that that's something we can count on. I think sometimes we get so frustrated and we look at God and we question the word of God because we question people. But see, that's just it. God isn't people. He's not like us. And when we take God out of that humanized box and see him for the almighty God that he is and begin to allow the Holy Spirit of God to open our eyes to the integrity of who God is, because that's really what it is. God is a God of integrity. We fall short in the integrity department. And sometimes we do it indirectly. There are many things that I can personally say that I said I was going to do, but due to circumstances and situations, I wasn't able to do it. We fall short. I mean, well, it was my intentions, but for some reason I couldn't accomplish the task. But see, that's what makes God's different. No matter what happens, when God says yes, when God says something, that word is accomplished. That word is sent out on a mission. That word will never return unto him void. And that's what we can find confidence in. That's where our hope is. 
I need y'all to think about that and let that rest in your spirit. If we can get God out of that box, if we could get God out of looking like us, he's not us. The Bible says, yes, we have a high priest that has been touched with all of our infirmities. Yes, he walked these streets and yes, he's he bled and he cried, but he's also divine. And that positions him way higher than we are. We have to look at the divine God, the sovereignty of God, the almighty God, and recognize that when God says something, that he will accomplish what he said he would do. That he is not man that he should lie. It it, it, it amazes me, even in my beginning walks with God, how I really used to look at God and question. But in all honesty, the questions came because I questioned people. But I loved when I read the word of God and the Bible says that God swore by himself. That he recognized that there was nothing on this earth that he could swear by. You remember when you was little and you wanted to convince somebody that what you were saying was actually true. And they're like, come on, man, I'm telling you the truth. I swear on my pet turtle. (laughs) <laughs> or whatever it is that they swear on people used to have a bad habit i swear on my mom's or i swear on this or i swear on that and we would just swear because we wanted people to believe us but god knew that there's nothing on this earth that is that can carry the weight of a promise to be fulfilled so in Hebrews 6:13 the Bible says for when God made a promise to Abraham because he could swear by nothing greater he swore by himself that God didn't want to take a chance on the word that he gave you God didn't want to take a chance on the promise that he gave you So he swear by himself. He knows that I am a God of integrity. I know that what I say come to pass. I know that what I say will be accomplished. I know that what I say will produce fruit. So I'm going to promise you this promise and I'm going to swear by myself because there is no one greater than in the earth. That 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 stirred me, family, that excited me, because when you look at people and they could try their best, they can try their best and say, you know, my word is my bond. I got you. I got you. I got you. But we can't count on the word of people, whether it's directly, whether it's indirectly. We can do our best. We can do our best to do exactly what it is that we said we was going to do. But anything can happen that can hinder that promise from being fulfilled. But we serve an Um, omnipotent God an almighty God who is so powerful that when he moves and when he speaks immediately a thing is accomplished in the earth why because his integrity is on the line and he is not man that he should lie he is not man that he should lie another part of this that really just got me is when it said that even King David Being a king, being in the position that when I speak a thing, the people who are under me, the people who are under my authority would listen. But it says even the powerful King David had to command someone to do something and then wait to see if it would happen. Who knows? It depends on the will of the servant. This what makes us so different from God. Even King David He commanded something, but it depended on the will of the person if that thing got done. 
It depended on the person, the will of the person. And this is what makes God so almighty. This is what makes God's powerful. When God speaks a thing, God speaks it in a way where it falls on the ears of those who have an ear to hear. The scripture says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the spirit of God is saying. That means when God speaks a word into the earth, multiple people hear it, but only a few obey. I'm going to say that again. When God speaks a word, it falls on the ears of those who have an ear to hear, but only a few obey. So that means when God speaks a thing, unlike David, who has to wait and see if the person is going to be obedient, God has multiple people. That word has fell on the ears of multiple people and a person is going to obey. That's how the word of God is accomplished. That's how it can never return unto him void because he always have a ram in the thicket. He always have a willing vessel. He always have a servant that would take heed to the word of God. God could tell me to do something and God could tell you to do something. One of us is going to obey. I pray both of us obey. But if it's in the event when one of us don't obey, one of us is going to heed the voice of God and the will that God has sent out. That word is going to be accomplished. That word is going to bring forth fruit. I love the power of God. When he speaks, it falls on the ears of those who have an ear to hear. It travels at the speed of light. I heard it. You heard it. Someone else heard it. And it's just who is going to walk the walk. Who's going to walk the walk to the word that they heard. And when a person walk in obedience, the accomplished, the word that God accomplished is done. It's achieved. He spoke it and it's done. He commanded and it's done. It stood firm. Because God always have a ram in the thicket. This excited me. This blessed my heart. And sometimes it may, you know, you can sit and you can think about, you know, how many times, you know, you prayed and you cried out to God. And there would be people that you would have an expectation to do certain things or, you know, say certain things. But I believe even if God did speak to certain people to do certain things and they didn't obey, he always had a willing vessel. And there was always someone that came to you to encourage you and uplift you. And it may not have been necessarily the person that you had in mind or hope for, but it's not about what we think. It's about the power of God and how he is so sovereign and so almighty that he always have a ram in a thicket. He always have a willing vessel ready to be submissive, ready to obey. That's awesome. Even like when you look at the comparison, when, when you look at David and him being in a, a position of authority and having the ability to command, he still can be met with a no. He still could be met with, I don't feel like doing it. He still could be met with, "Mm, do it yourself, David. But God and his sovereignty, when his words speak out, his word is falling on multiple ears. He who has an ear, let him hear what the spirit of God is saying. Have you ever heard a message? Ah, man, this blessed me. Have you ever heard a message? And it just seemed like the next day or maybe two days later or maybe three days later. You're like, wait, I heard this already. Or somebody speaks the same. Oh, I heard this in church or I heard this online. That's the power of God. That's the Almighty, powerful word of God moving and traveling at the speed of light. God did not speak individually to those people. 
They all heard it at the same time. You just heard it from different people at different times. I, I'm, I'm, I'm in awe. I am in awe. Like there's so many times I would hear a message and then someone else will repeat it. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait, God, you confirm, you confirm, you confirm. And when I look at the time that it was recorded, it's around the same time that I actually heard the first message. So that tells me that both of them had an ear to hear and God just confirmed it in me by allowing me to hear it from another person. That's powerful. That's powerful. We as individuals, when we speak a word to a person, we spoke to that person. But when God speaks, he's speaking to multiple people. And it's on the person who has an ear to hear that they would walk in obedience. Oh, man, that blessed me. It blessed me. It blessed me. It blessed me. It even made me think of this movie that I've seen a long time ago. It's called Encounter. It was like 2010 when the movie came out. Um, I encourage you to go watch it because it, it will really bless you. So basically, it was like five souls and they all traveling different walks of life, different issues, different struggles. And it was a girl who was like a runaway. And it was a couple and uh, another lady and a gentleman. So the voice of God went out and said, pick her up because the girl that was a runaway, she was like walking at night. It was dark and the other people were driving. So the gentleman almost ran her over. He had he had no sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. He didn't even hear the word of God. The guy, the couple, the guy who had the relationship with God, he heard the voice of God. But his wife told him no. His wife told him, no, you're not going to pick up that girl. We don't know. She could be a murderer for all we know. So he didn't pick up the girl. So now the other woman was coming. She heard the voice of God and she picked her up. So she was like, oh, my God, where are you going? Get in the car, get in the car. So finally, they all end up at this diner called Last Chance Diner. And Jesus finally presented himself to everyone and he was talking to them. So Jesus was talking about his voice and hearing his voice. So the gentleman that, you know, him and his wife that was together, he said, well, Jesus, you never talked to me. And he said, yes, I did. Matter of fact, I talked to you tonight, but you didn't listen because of your wife. He said, but I had another servant that I knew would obey. When I tell you this devotional blessed me, I saw that movie a long time ago and I recently just revisited it and saw it again. So this, this, um, devotional, you know, just really encouraged me and confirmed to me that when God speaks a word out, it falls on multiple ears because God is not taking a chance for his word to return to him void. Hallelujah. God is not taking a chance on the promise that he promised you. If you're praying, God, help me. If you're saying, God, provide for me, God, be there for me. He knows that there are going to be people who don't obey the voice of God. He knows that they're going to be people who ignore him for whatever reason, whether it be your situation, whether it be your circle, whether it be your spouse, whatever the reason, he knows that there's going to be a reason why you don't obey. And God is not taking that chance. So to keep his integrity intact, he has multiple vessels on on the job. And I loved it when he when he said that he said, I did tell you, I did speak to you. I told you to pick her up, but you didn't because of your wife. But I had another servant that would be obedient. 
And that always blessed me because God, he is so concerned about his integrity that he told Abraham, I, I don't have anyone greater. There's no one greater than me. So guess what? I swear by myself that your descendants will be as the stars in the sky and the sand on the ground. And I just want to encourage you today that whatever God has promised you, whether it's in his written word or whether it's promises is that he has promised you in the secret place where you have cried out and you have heard the voice of the Lord. I want you to be con- I want you to be encouraged that that word will be accomplished. I want you to be encouraged that God is a God of integrity. I want you to be encouraged that that word traveled at the speed of light. And when God thought of you and he had you in mind, he spoke to people to pray for you. He spoke to people to be a blessing to you. He spoke to people to encourage you and uplift you. He has He has people on assignment and that word will not return unto him void and that word will not return unto you void because that's how that's how much he loves you. That's how much he loves you. I think this is so awesome when we really um, identify ourselves with the true and living God like it changes everything. He said to Abraham, right? He made the promise to Abraham. And then he swore by himself to Abraham. And then the Bible says we are the seed of Abraham, which means God swears by himself to us too. As the seed of Abraham, those promises are our promises, which means that decree, which means that promise that God promised him won't return void to us. Because God is still to this day swearing by himself. There's still nobody greater. There's still nobody greater. There was nobody greater then and there's nobody greater now. Therefore, God is on the throne swearing by himself that what he has promised you will come to pass. What he has promised you will manifest. What he promised you will be accomplished. He spoke it and it will be. He commands it and it will stand firm and you got to take that to the bank and cash it because we have our almighty God who moves with power and authority and sovereignty like this like this really had me lit today and it made me joyful because like I said it brought me back to that movie and I recently just revisit that movie so it was really really made my heart smile because I you know just you know clearly remembering that scene in the movie when he said I did speak to you but you didn't obey but I have a servant that would that that's powerful to me that God only needs to speak once he don't need to speak 80 million thousand times because when he speaks it is going to fall on ears who have an ear to hear and who's going to either move or don't move for people it truly depends on a person who really will and want to help us but when it comes to god there's always a ram in a thicket when it comes to god there's always a willing vessel when it comes to god there's always someone who is willing to obey and heed the voice of god so we can find confidence in that we can find confidence in that god is a god of community god is a god of people he blesses us with us he teach us with us he love us with us everything god does is with people So he knows that there are going to be people who don't obey. And because his integrity is on the line, he is not taking any chances. So when that word go forth, it is falling on many ears 
Therefore, you're getting that phone call that's encouraging you or you're getting that blessing that you prayed for. Why? Because his word will never return unto you void. And maybe right now you're listening to this and you're saying, well, I'm waiting. I've been praying. Know that God is on. God is on the throne. Know that he is speaking into the hearts of people. Know that people are looking for you to bless you, looking for you to be a blessing in your life. There are people that are praying for you that you don't even know that are praying for you because they heard the voice of the Lord. Be still and watch the salvation of the Lord. Be still and know that he is on the throne. Be still and know that you serve a God of integrity. We can't count on people. We fall short in comparison. But we serve a God of integrity that did not want to take a chance on his word. So he swears by himself. That is something to get excited about. It's exciting. It's exciting, family. And one of the things that uh, another part of the devotional that really blessed my heart, it says faith eagerly anticipate what God is going to say next. This hit home for me when you get to that place when you are one of those willing vessels and you have an ear to hear and you hear God speak it is exciting it's exhilarating and you can't wait there is an anticipation you can't wait to see where God say go next you can't wait to see where God you know who he tells you to call or who he tells you to reach out for or who he tells you to pray for because you want to see the mighty power hand of God you want to see him move you want to see his glory rise among you you want to see it, it, it is so encouraging and it's so exciting when you develop that spiritual air when you exercise your spiritual senses to the point that you get super excited because you know without a shadow of a doubt that you heard God without question that you don't have to you know really sit there and ponder was this God or was this me or was it something that I ate no without a shadow of the doubt he said my sheep hear my voice that is a prompt. My sheep hear my voice. So if his sheep hear his voice, there is no reason why we should be struggling hearing the word of God. But as sheep, are we near the shepherd? Ah, yadabaso. As sheep, are we cleaving and abiding to the shepherd? Because the sheep will only hear the shepherd voice if it's near the shepherd. If that sheep go astray and it gets to a point where it could no longer hear the shepherd voice. That's why the Bible says he will leave the 99 and go after that sheep because he knows if you get too far, you're not going to be able to hear my voice. But if you stay in close proximity if you stay, if you cleave to me, if you abide, if you abide in me, in my words, abide in you. Oh, Jesus. If you abide, if you cleave, you will always hear the voice of God. If you position yourself that when he speaks, not only you hear, but you begin to move in action. You will have this hunger. You will have this eagerness. You will have this anticipation for what it is that God is going to do next. And I'm so joyful and I'm so excited being a, 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 a sheep because we are all sheep that hears him. That when he speaks, I have an ear to hear 
But I only have an ear to hear, family, because I cleave. I only have an ear to hear because I abide. You cannot hear the master's voice if you don't know the master's voice. And this is so important while we read the word of God. That is his voice. That is his voice. That is his voice. I can't stress it anymore. A lot of times we want to hear the voice of God, but we want to hear it outside of reading the Bible. And you're not going to get it because he speaks. That's his word. That's his promises. That's his laws. That's his statute. That's his heart. And when you position yourself and you begin to read the Bible, you begin to read the scriptures, you begin to develop an ear to hear. So when he speaks to your heart, when that audible voice come, you won't question it because you already know his voice because you've been reading his word. See, we got to be in the word sheep. We got to be abiding and cleaving. So when that time comes and God wants to use you and God wants to be the one that breathes through you to bless one of your brothers and sisters, you want to be in agreement. You want to be in alignment and you want to have ears to hear without question, without doubt. But we will never be able to do that if we don't exercise our spiritual senses. So this stirred me, this blessed me, this excited me. It just was confirming so many things that he's been showing me over the past few days. Um, like I said, I just revisit that movie. So when I when we read the devotional, I got super, super excited. I love anything about hearing the voice of God, hearing God speak. Um, I just love it because it, it, it we can't count on. Sometimes we can't even count on ourselves. <laughs> How many times you disappointed yourself? Like, man, I could have did this better. Or man, I should have did this. And man, I should have did that. Forget anything else. Sometimes we can't even depend on ourselves. I need someone that I could depend on without a shadow of a doubt. I don't know about you, but for me, I need some someone that has such great integrity that it doesn't matter the situation and don't matter storms or trials or adversities that no matter what happens, what they say they were going to do will be done. And I know you want that, too. So I'm encouraging you today to believe by faith that you have an almighty God that fits that description. And he is waiting for you. To position yourself to have an ear to hear him so he can tell you exactly what it is he needs you to do in this season of your life. Family, I am, I'm excited for what God is doing. I'm excited for how he's breathing and aligning and shifting. There's so much. There's so much to be grateful for. There's so much to worship for. There's so much to praise him. I love when he, you know, opened my eyes to, you know new words and new revelations and you know i'm super super excited for what he's doing we're submitted to serve canada i'm just blessed i'm just so blessed and i'm grateful you know and even even with what i've been going through to know that god is so faithful and that he's so loving and he he never left me comfortless and he sent me so much love and he allowed people to just really bless me in so many different ways and he just was showing me his face over the past few months and 
I'm so humbled and I'm so grateful and I'm so honored to be his servant because he is a good God. He's a faithful God and he changed not. We're the one who changed. We're the one who walks away. We are the one who steps aside. But God, he's 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 consistent. He's constant. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful to have a God of integrity. I am. I am. I am. Lord knows that whatever he said, I can count on. You know, in times like this and dark times and when you're going through loss and, you know, death and you're mourning and, you know, you got all of this stuff going on. It is nice to know that there is someone that I can count on, that there's someone that without a shadow of a doubt will not let me down. People will let you down directly and indirectly. But we serve a God that will never fail his love never fails it never gives up so family be encouraged and know that you serve a god of integrity you serve a god that has all power who's almighty and that when he speaks that word is going to accomplish because god is not taking a chance on what he promised you i love you until we speak again be blessed